Last week, Joe Biden held a press conference, and in that press conference, he was asked about the Ukraine and specifically what would be our response if Russia did invade the Ukraine because they were giving hints that that might be something they'd be interested in doing. So Biden's response was, well, it'll kind of depend on the severity of it. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing him, but what he implied was if it was a smaller incursion, well, you know, it'd be a lighter response. And then if it was a big incursion, it'd be a bigger response. But in each case, he indicated it would be economic in nature and not military. Uh, and the White House spent the next day or two after that kind of trying to clean up his comments like they so often have to do. Well, now here we are on Monday coming out of the weekend, and it appears that game is very much on when it comes to the Ukraine. So we're going to dig into that a little bit. My name is Dan, by the way. This is the Soul of Wisdom. Thank you for joining me. If you have not already done so, please do consider subscribing to this channel. We are growing. The more subscribers we get, though, the faster we will grow. So I'd appreciate that help. Thank you. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and just kind of first make sure we're all on the same page as to exactly where the Ukraine is and what it means to Russia. So if you follow my my mouse here on screen, if you're visually gifted watching on YouTube or Rumble, uh, if you are on the podcast side, I'm just going to try to describe this for you. But the Ukraine is a fairly big landmass. It sits just north of the Black Sea here, uh, and it is right on the western border of Russia. And it is one of the larger land masses in Europe. If we go ahead and take a look, it rivals like France and Germany. And um, it's even probably a little bit bigger than Spain, uh, a little bit bigger than Poland. So it's a big land mass for them to have. And this is an important first step kind of back into power if Putin wants to go this way. And I think he does. Again, if you're visually gifted and you follow kind of my mouse trace here on screen, I'm kind of drawing a line through Germany um, and down along the, uh, the coastline here to the east of Italy. And this line that I'm drawing is where the Iron Curtain was before the Soviet Union completely dissolved, you know, 30 years ago. So at that time when you know, the Soviet Union was at its height, you know, they controlled half of Europe, if you go where that line is, a significant man, land mass, and they got pushed all the way back to their border right here when the Soviet Union dissolved. So that's, that's a huge loss for them land-wise, and this is, <clears throat> this is where I think Putin wants to get back to, is to start the incursions into the West to gain some of that back. The thing you have to remember about Putin is that for the longest time, he was a KGB agent. So you have to presume, and from everything I've read, it's true, very bought into the idea of the Soviet way of thinking. Um, and I think he wants to get back to that power, not only, uh, not only just to restore the Soviet Union <clears throat> and its prominence, if you will, but quite frankly, what do people who have power crave most? More power. Uh, so, you know, I think he definitely sees, uh, sees a reason to push west for those reasons. And if you look at Biden's kind of non-power, if you will, how he comes across, how he came across in that press conference last week, you know, who's going to be scared of him? Uh, certainly not not Putin. You know, we can sit here and slam Trump all day long for how his presidency went, and there's certainly reasons to slam him. But the one thing that did happen 
was he had no new wars. The the world was generally, for lack of a better way to put it, frightened of what the man might do. So they didn't go and do crazy things. Uh, but it seems like crazy things are about to happen. So let's start with NBC News here. They're saying this morning, U.S. discussing military deployment near Ukraine, near, near Ukraine with NATO as West steps up response. Now, this is interesting because in the press conference, he had said, we're not going to, to you know, do this militarily. It's going to be, you know, economic in nature. We'll make them hurt financially. Well, now all of a sudden, this is what's going on. And as it points out here, Moscow is massing 100, more than 100,000 troops on the border of Ukraine. So that's a, a hell of a lot of people to put over there, a hell of a lot of soldiers with the idea that, oh, you know, they, they don't really mean it. That's what a lot of people are thinking and saying is that, oh, it's just, you know, military exercises are just flexing their muscle. That's a big flex to put 100,000 there. Um, so I don't see it pointed out in this article, but I had read in another one that they're talking about 5,000 troops. Um, 5,000 soldiers to put into that area uh, from the U.S. with the possibility of ramping it up to 50,000 quickly if they needed to. So that escalated fast. But this, this caught me here. 100,000 troops on the border of the Ukraine now from Moscow. Um, if that doesn't say we're coming, I don't know what does. Uh and then this article from Fox News <clears throat> talks about the same type of stuff, but it also points out that the UK is withdrawing some staff from their embassy. So it's not just us that's that's thinking, you know, that that something might go on here. Uh, the UK is starting to pull out people as well. But this was also interesting from this article. Uh, Denmark will sail a frigate into the Baltic and send four F-16 fighters... Uh, Spain is sending ships. France is willing to send troops to Romania, and Netherlands sends it will, says it will send two F-35s. <clears throat> so, these are our players that are fairly close to what's going on, and they don't have near the resources that we do. But they're trying to send stuff because they think this thing's about to pop off. I think so. That's exciting. Also from Fox News, uh, Russia purported plan to install pro-Kremlin leadership. Deeply concerning. So I'm going to summarize this article a little bit. And none of the articles I've read have said exactly how they plan to do this. But there is a pro-Russian guy. It's this guy here, uh, Yevhen Mareyev. And he is a Ukrainian member of parliament, and he's the one that Russia is targeting to try to somehow get into power because he would be pro-them and probably make some kind of invasion or cooperation or something for them easier to do. So, you know, Russia doesn't have any direct control over the Ukrainian government, so whatever they're going to try to do here reportedly is going to have to be done with a certain amount of subterfuge. It's going to have to be um, be kind of uh, espionage in nature, if you will. So that's interesting because, again, if they don't want to have power of the Ukraine, why would they bother? Why would, uh, why would they try to find a way to get somebody who's pro-them in power? Because uh, they wouldn't need to. So 
uh, I think that's uh, that's concerning right there. This from the Daily Wire, Biden admin warns it will not be in a position to evacuate U.S. citizens from the Ukraine. Where have we seen this recently? So the Biden administration had <clears throat> reportedly said we need to start evacuating people uh, from the embassy who aren't critical. Uh, but then Jennifer Griffin from Fox tweeted this out, and it's quoted here in the Daily Wire article. From a State Department call, given that the president has said military action by Russia could come at any time, the U.S. government will not be in a position to evacuate U.S. citizens. So U.S. citizens currently present in the Ukraine should begin planning accordingly, arrange commercial flights. So they're saying we can't help you, but get out. That's encouraging as well. And just for fun... Because I, I honestly, I've thought for a while that as the Ukraine goes, so is going to go Taiwan. Because we're distracted with the Ukraine at the moment, China started flexing their muscle again. They flew dozens of Chinese warplanes near Taiwan after U.S. show of naval might. This according to CNN. So the U.S. and Japan did these little like naval exercises uh, out in the Philippine Sea off the coast of Taiwan and then China responded by sending 39 of its planes into the area to say hi and that's their biggest incursion into that space since October of last year and their rhetoric has gone way way up of recent too about how they want to go ahead and get Taiwan back they lost Taiwan 70 years ago um, when the Chinese Civil War ended. They retreated out of Taiwan, and uh, it's kind of been running itself ever since. But China doesn't recognize that. They think they're still part of the country. So that's fun, too. So here we are. <clears throat> we have Biden, who showed no strength whatsoever last week in his press conference, not even a little bit. Uh, who has now allowed for you know, the Russia to go ahead and really flex muscle with regards to the, the Ukraine, because honestly, what do they fear at this point? Do they fear a strong leader? I'm not thinking so, because he doesn't project might. So they've been thinking about, you know, moving west for, the, for years now. I got to believe that Putin looks at it and goes, okay, now's the time. So I think this is coming. I really do. And then on top of it, you've got China, who's out there flexing its muscle with Taiwan. And honestly, they've got to be going, well, what's the difference at this point uh, of waiting? Let's go ahead and go now, because there's no way that they can defend <clears throat> and help their allies on two fronts. And it's true. We really can't, especially, again, with this leadership, you know, to be fighting two large battles halfway around the world. I just don't see that being feasible right now, even if we are are just supporting the battles, as it were. But, you know, that's not going to be the way it goes. So you've got that. You've got inflation going up, you know, upwards of 10%. You've got markets tanking, tanking huge today. Crypto stocks, all of it just in the toilet. You've got inflation running out of control. You've got empty shelves in the grocery stores because of logistic issues. We have massive staffing problems. And oh, by the way, I didn't read this, 
but a, a more expanded version of that State Department art statement that Jennifer Griffith cited stated that they didn't recommend travel into the Ukraine because of the risk of possible war and COVID. <laughs> they just can't leave COVID out of anything. So, so you've also got this this stoking of COVID fears, I guess was my point, going on on top of all of this too. And there just seems to be no end of this in sight. Biden has been in power for one year. And in one year, we have seen so many things just start to collapse. It is unreal. But I will argue with you that this is what you get when you vote against somebody instead of for somebody. Raise your hand if you voted for Biden because he was not Trump. I think that's what most people who voted for Biden did, quite honestly. They voted because he was not Trump. They got it in their heads that Trump was nasty evil because he would tweet mean things. And I'm not defending the man at all. But tell me, honestly, with rhetoric aside, who would be better equipped to lead us at the moment? The, the guy who's a bit of an asshole or the guy who struggles to put together a sentence? I'm just saying. Unfortunately, the latter is the one who's not projecting power right now and is probably going to get us into a lot of trouble. Uh, he has already in a lot of ways, at least economically. Uh, hopefully, militarily, it doesn't get worse. But uh, I think the Ukraine is going to get invaded real soon, so we'll see how it goes. All right, I'm going to go ahead and leave it there. Uh, thank you for watching. If you did enjoy the video, please do like. Please do subscribe if you're not done so already. If you're on the podcast side, please do subscribe and consider leaving a review. I do appreciate you, and until next time I see you, thank you for watching.